Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Dinero Twins podcast where we talk about all things business and money. Today we have episode number 15 where we're going to be talking about money conversations to have with your loved ones, okay? Hey, twin! Hi, twin! Welcome back, everyone. Yes, yes, we're going to talk about money and loved ones and family and all of these conversations that typically do not happen in the household. Yes, but they need to happen, right? They need to happen. One of those things that we just have to get it. Let's just get over it, okay? Let's just, let's just get over it. That's it. <laughs> that's right. Get it out. Get it out. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and dive right into it, right? The first thing that we want to talk about is when exactly is the right time to talk about finances? I mean, we all know it's a very important conversation a lot of family members can be don't want to think about this type of conversation because it, it might include you know like someone passing away or what happens mm -hmm. when someone is no longer around or whatever right the inevitable can happen but we know that it's so important so when is it really the best time to have these conversations with your loved ones okay so right now right now today <laughs> i was gonna say right <laughs> right now right now like stop what you're doing and go have this conversation <laughs> yes yes yeah i, I mean that, go, oh, ahead. go ahead no i think that it's you know like you said it's something that no one really takes the time to do and it's a shame because you know at any point at any given moment any of us can go right our parent our grandparent our siblings unfortunately it's something that we can't control so it's like mm -hmm. It, we don't have to wait till that happens to figure out the financial conversation, right? And it's, it's something that people should stop doing what they're doing like tonight and actually sit with their families and start these conversations, no matter how hard they are. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because, I mean, we said, we say right now, right? But of course, all of that is subjective. I mean, I feel like the moment that you start thinking about man what's gonna happen when my parents can no longer work what's gonna happen if my if something were to happen to my parents or if something were to happen to me right i think that that's the perfect time to call a family meeting and bring everybody together and have these conversations i get it they're mm -hmm. not the most um interesting conversation or the the conversation that everyone is looking forward to have you know because nobody wants to think about you know the consequences or things that can happen but they're so important i mean you know, I've I've came across so many stories of my clients that, you know, happen like these. For example, I had this client that um his mom's house burned out, okay, burned, wow. caught on fire. And inside the house is where the mom had the wills, you know, the trust, all of this information, the life insurance policies, everything, everything. Mm. Right. And unfortunately the mom didn't have this conversation with the children and even till today you know she's a little bit older she has a dementia so now it's like there's certain things that she doesn't even remember okay so it's just like why are we gonna wait until something happens to our parents or you know um and they, to the fact that they don't even remember these things anymore for us to have this conversation right and i feel like for the parents have these conversations with your children do not leave them out in the blank and in, in, in yeah. the in the cold right when it comes to these things just involve them in this conversation what do you think twin no yeah absolutely you know it's very scary because again it happens over and over and over again and i've heard stories as well and it's like you know i know you're in a position where you get to talk to these families when someone like passes away or 
-hmm. and yeah it's it's very it delays the process and it, it makes things a lot more difficult to not know right like to not know how to have access to documents funds that might be sitting in a bank account now you have to go fight with the banks and you know get a lawyer and spend extra money trying to get this info when it could have just been as simply as a parent saying hey this is where here's a copy of my life insurance policy here's a copy of my you know any document that might be needed if i'm not here so uh, i think that yeah it's it's something that again like you said a lot of people don't want to think about but it's super super necessary absolutely so the moment that you feel like you know you have some type of understanding and you start questioning yourself and asking yourself these questions that's when it's the right time to have these conversations and i feel like parents be receptive to this information like if your children are coming up to you and they're concerned about you know certain things because remember if anything happens to you that falls on your children right that yeah. falls on your spouse or whatever the case is so you want to make sure that you don't leave them wondering trying to scramble around and figuring things out so be receptive to that don't think that they're out for your money out to get you you know like it's not a taboo conversation don't think that they shouldn't know these things like they mm -hmm. should know because we are also responsible for what happens to our parents so we have the right to know about you know the things that they have and the things that they don't have we can figure it out together yeah know? absolutely and you know it also happens a lot in our community you know we're both from dominican parents but i know there's been a couple of situations in my own family where like the elders have owned lands or homes in dominican republic but they've never squared away the documentation back at home right so there's like no titles no deeds no nothing no paperwork and now they work so hard to build over there now their their kids here are left to wonder like how to even get started with finding out what the properties are what their values are how to transfer those over to kids so you know it, it's it's something that in our community is big because again we our, our elders own stuff back home in their islands or in the you know in their country but they don't even share information with their own kids and it's like you you work so hard to build this and then it's just it stays unnoticed exactly and the, the state will pick up the property right and it's like who who are they going to inherit it to when there's no title i mean i know that happens a lot in the dominican republic and yeah. you know it's just not having that conversation to navigate and it's like letting your like i love the fact that for example my grandma is very she involves us in these conversations you know she may not do it to her own children but she does it to her grandchildren so Good. she makes sure that like my 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 cousin who's the oldest and then myself we're like the, the, the two oldest cousins mm -hmm. she makes sure that we are involved like she will take out the centillo right which is the title of the property all her properties in the yard have titles so she knows Good. that i don't want to put them into that burden of you know having to figure it out especially when you're not from the country yeah it's like, you know we're all born here and then it's like having to figure out the laws there in dr which are totally different than here in the united mm -hmm. states you know it's like i'm glad that you mentioned that because that happens very very often especially if you have um caribbean parents yes 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 very very often so that's definitely a conversation to be had um i want to talk a little bit about student loans so you know that's that's something that i think parents also you know coming from immigrant parents you know our parents are always like you know you have to go to college you have to get a degree you have to right that's like the american dream to come here and and go to school but of course you know a lot, a lot of our families don't have the funds to send us to school so 
because they don't know that first they don't understand the numbers with how expensive schools can be you know their main focus is just relaying the information of you have to go to college right and then that puts the kids in the position where they now have to go and borrow money and get into student loan debt early on which is very scary because you know i think at 18 17 18 years old when you're filling out all these papers and you're being get shoved all these papers in front of you to sign you really don't understand how how quickly you can get into a really bad situation when you become an, an adult right a working adult so these conversations with kids and parents need to be had way before they even start college so i always talk about you know when they're in high school you got to start explaining and you got to start even if you don't know it yourself, finding out what tuition is like, finding out what the expense of books is like, finding out, um, you know, dorming, how much does it cost to dorm at a specific school? Um, not just waiting till the last minute when they graduate and now having the kid make the decision on their own because their friend is going to this school, their other friend is going to that school. And now these kids are setting themselves up because they're trying to just you know, make their parents happy with going to college. Um, so it's it's one of those things where, you know, I always bring that up because I, I had put myself in that position as well. Um, I always say the first, I always tell people, the first um, semester I ever went to college for, I was already in debt for $10,000. First wow. semester, I wasn't even 18 yet. Um, and that was because my parents were like, you have to go to school, you have to go to school. And I didn't know any better. You know, I just, they gave me these papers, I signed them off. Uh, next thing you know, you know, the student that started piling up. Mm -hmm. And then this was just with one semester. I didn't even finish. I didn't even go back after that. Wow. Um, and that took me years to pay off because that plus interest, you know, was crazy. So I always tell parents that I know now, and even I have this conversation with my 13 year old, like, okay, I know you want to go to this school or that school, but let's sit down and look at the numbers, right? Let's see what are the numbers? What are the, what is it that you're trying to study? What kind of salary would you expect to have once you graduate in that field? Like those conversations need to happen. And, you know, parents that are like, I just don't know. I don't know where to get this information. Nowadays, everybody has the information. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has Google, right? So there really is no excuse to, to not go there. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that twin, because it's like, I, I too, I was, you know, first generation college graduate. And my mom didn't know how to dissect, you know, find a FAFSA application, let alone, you know, understand, you know, am I gonna get grants? Am I gonna get, you know, um, scholarships or whatever the case is, right? She was not really involved in that uh, process. It was just like, go to school, get good grades, yeah. you know, always pushing me to do better, to become better. But it was like no preparation, no planning, for my parents' behalf, it's not like it was like Miraki. Um, yeah. sorry, the Spanish is coming out. Like, <laughs> here's, the, here's five thousand dollars for school, right? Like it, there was it was none of that. So, right. and I feel like if you're one of those, because um, you know, I can't blame my parents because unfortunately right. they, they didn't know any better. They didn't right? know. Now, yes. Now my parents have, you know, a, a better understanding of these things, but when I'm when you're the oldest, you're kind of figuring it out on your own. And if you're that yeah. parent, I would say you know, get involved some way, somehow, go to the school, set up a meeting with the, with the college counselor, the school counselor, and have them break it down to you. Yes. You understand? Like, don't just stay, don't just think that, oh, because I don't know, I cannot, I'm not going to be involved. That's not the right way to go about it because 
there's things that I don't know because I'm not experienced in this industry. I mean, in the, you know, when it comes to school and the numbers, yeah. right? So there's certain things that I can be leaving out on the table or that I can be getting into a wrong deal just because I don't have, you know, the, the, the right knowledge of the information. So I would say, right. look up for your children, right? You have more experience on this earth than they do. So make sure that if you don't know, at least help them seek the right help, you know, so they can make sure that they're making the right decision. Because this is actually happening right now with my, with my brother who's getting ready to go. He's in his senior year of high school. He's getting ready mm -hmm. to go to college. But you see, he has me. He has my sister. Yeah. We all went through there. We all went through that. So now we're like, he's getting, you know, a lot of acceptances from my school, but he's also getting the scholarships. Okay. So you know, the number, the amount of money that he has to take out of loans isn't as much if, if, if he didn't have, you know, scholarships, but right. helping him break down the numbers, like this school is really expensive, you know, yes. plus the dorming and, you know, the money that you're going to need on campus, you understand? Yeah. So it's like, little do you know, you're already in $40,000 in debt your first year. Your first year, you know? crazy. So it, it's things to, to understand that would help them make the best decision had they know, you know, if they had the right resources. So I would say, if you don't know, help your children find the right help. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have a brother too, who's a senior in high school and the same thing, you know, he's like, I got accepted to Hunter and I got accepted to Rochester Institute, which is, you know, upstate New York. Yeah, yeah. And when I looked at the numbers, I'm like, kid, like this, these numbers are huge to go stay yeah, upstate. It's, you know? it's like four times the amount of whether you know, from you staying in the city, why don't you just stay in the city, do the first two years, and then you can, you know, think about it. But at least I'm helping him like understand that, you know, first, those first two years, you know, liberal arts, you know how it is. It's, it could be yeah. kind of completed. Just, the first two years. Yeah, so, it's a waste of money. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was kind of guiding him through that process, but it's, it's super important. But again, you know, we've already been through it. Um, my parents, his, my dad couldn't really sit with him and explain those things. But, you know, I had to be the, the one to do it. So, you know, for the parents out there, if you don't have the knowledge or the experience, mm -hmm. find someone in the family that could help. But it's a conversation that definitely needs to be had. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Our next conversation, which I mean, this one, this one is kind of reiterating our, our first um, topic, which is when is the right time to have that conversation. But now this one is parents, including their children in you know, the finance talk. So I kind of read, we kind of already talked into this, right? Um, about parents, including their children in this conversation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so letting your children, what exactly do you want to, should your children know? So for example, life insurance policies, the company, the, the policy number, yes. if you have long-term care, because we know long-term care is one of those things that a lot of people do not put a lot of mind into it until you see that you have an elderly parent and you know, sometimes you have to be the caregiver of your parent, right? So mm -hmm. you have to stop everything that you're doing to be able to make sure that, that that parent has the right care. So long-term care is something that's so important. We're all going to go through it. It's just a matter Everyone, of, yeah. you know, um, understanding they understand their retirement, right? Mm -hmm. um, so do they have, what social security, what are they going to get with social security? What and and I know all of this from the start, it sounds overwhelming, but you don't have to go through this alone. It, like I said, mm -hmm. if you don't understand, find the right resources, find a financial professional, an advisor, whomever that can help break this down for you, right? Understanding what a will is or a trust. Do you guys need yeah. a will yeah. or do you need a trust, right? What's going to happen to the property? 
um, whose title is under, do we have to transfer? All of these things are important because overall, it makes up your estate and it's gonna help your children be prepared. So when anything is, if, if anything happens to you, they'll know exactly where to find everything and not have, again, not having to yeah. spend the last minute. I mean, I have, I have a client that came to my office and they're like, hey Lisa, my parent passed away, but I don't have their policy number. I don't even know the company that wow. they have a life insurance with. And it's in that scenario, it's kind of like they don't even have a life insurance. Yeah, because how do you start? Like, where do you start? You know how many life insurance companies yeah. there is? And then let alone, um, you know, a lot of companies because of confidential and, you know, you got to protect your client. They're not going to say, hey, is, do you have so-and-so as a client? Right. You know, like, <laughs> the like so -so who are you? Kind of yeah. policy would be like, no, they're not going to, you know, that's that's not how insurance companies work. So it's so hard to, you know, and now, now the family has to come out of pocket for the funeral expenses, even though that parent had a life insurance, just right. because they let the children know the policy number, the company, none of that. None of that. Crazy. It's a lot of scenarios that I've experienced and a lot of stories that, you know, just kind of bring me back to that whole, it shouldn't be that way, you know? So yeah. the moment that I got financially literate, that was the first thing that I sent my mom down. I was like, you need a life insurance policy. Yeah. Okay. We're yeah. going to figure it out. We're going to run the numbers, right? I've been helping my, I help my mom budget. I help my mom build her credit, you know? Right. So I help my mom do all these things that in reality, it should have been the other way around. Yeah. They yeah. Didn't know any better. They didn't you know? know any better. Yeah. This is our job. This is our job to do, you know? Exactly. And now so if you're watching this and you know, you have the financial literacy, help your parents. Okay. Right. Don't feel ashamed. Don't, don't feel resentful because I felt resentful for a couple, a couple, um, a, a, a little minute. I felt resentful because mm -hmm. I was like, you guys should have taught me this, you know, but I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't blame them. You right. know, they, they did the best of what they, um, they did the best of what they had, honestly. Exactly. Yeah, no, same here. Yeah. We, when I was younger, I was always resent, resenting my parents. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, you guys could have bought a property in the Bronx and we would have been in a yeah. much better position. <laughs> And then I'm like, what am I saying? Like they could barely like pay the rent, you know, it exactly. was so, why, exactly. why am I being so hard on them? But, um, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about lending money out. <laughs> lending of just people, right. When it comes to money, like if you have some, if you have a little bit that you saved, that it's yours, that you worked really hard for, there mm. might be someone in your circle that might not have work that's hard or that just ran into a situation that might need mm -hmm. some funds right and they might come to you for that so you know there's so many there's so many um situations where it's like you know it's a family member or it's a loved one or it's a good friend and now you feel like you know you have to take your hard-earned money out because this person is in a situation and you can't say no so yeah. I always say I've learned through the years that, you know, with people in general, you know, lending out money will cause relationships to fail. Like, no doubt. Right. Of course, there's your like you very unique situations where it could be like your sister or your brother. You know them, you know that they are responsible and that they will pay you back at some point. Um, but then, you know, even there, they are taking a risk. Right. Absolutely. So. With me, like my stand on it is, you know, if I can give you a few hundred bucks to help your situation, I would rather do that 
then actually lend you the money and have to be after you to pay me back because a that's going to cause me anxiety and stress that i don't need and b you know it's going to cause friction between us if you can't pay me back so i have always made this clear like after my 20s after being in, in that situation a few times i've always said you know out loud in family circles like i don't lend out money like don't even ask right. if you have a situation i'll be more than happy to like help you you know, if you need a flight ticket, I'll put it on my credit card. If you need some cash real quick, because your light bill's about to be turned off, you know, I'll pay that bill. But it's very, very tricky. So, and I think it, it comes with people after they get burned a few times, they switch their mind frame around that. Um, but what do you think? What's, what's I mean, been your I, experience? I definitely agree with you. I think that especially, and the reason why I say it's tricky is because when you lend out family money, it's kind of like to them, well, if I don't pay it back, it's fine because it's family. You understand? It's kind of like, well, you wouldn't do that to the bank. You know, you wouldn't right. do that to your, to your credit card or any other lender. So it's kind of like how, learning how to set those boundaries. Yes, we want to help family members. But if we were not around, how would you figure it out? I'm not the bank. I'm not the family bank, you know? Right. And it, it, may, seem, it may seem hard or like I'm coming off privilege, but that's not that's not at what what this is at all. I mean, if you will, if you are going to lend out money to your family member, you have to be savvy about it. And this is what I mean: write yes. a letter. Yeah. Okay, you write a letter. You could do this using Google Docs or Microsoft Word. You say, "I'm lending so and so X amount of money," and they and they um, say they will pay it back by X date and have both parties sign it, okay? If that person, and trust me, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, things are gonna, that, that just to expect the worst, but in the event that that person does not keep their word, you have that document that says, well, you said you were gonna let, pay me right. back my money, you know? Now I can, if I wanted to, I can go to court with this. Yes, you understand? Nice. I don't wanna have to do that, but you did promise me that you were gonna pay me back my money. It gets right. really tricky, you know, because a lot of people think that, oh, you know, family, blood is thicker than water, you know, we should be able to overcome everything. But at the end of the day, that's my money. That's money that I can use to, to you know, better my financial situation, better my family's financial situation. So now you're taking out that money from my pocket and now and refusing to pay it back. It really, really just, you're going to damage your relationship. Right. You know, <laughs> over over some coins. It's just like it's really hard. So that's why I avoid that. Like I really avoid lending out money yeah. unless it's like, you know, I really trust the person and I know that they're gonna pay it back. But other than that, I'm not don't come to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, it's I avoid it like the plague, but this is why I I made it I very vocal. Like everyone around me knows that I don't lend money out. And I did that on purpose because it's like, you know. You, you could have people around you that might be a little irresponsible with how they budget, how they save, yeah. you know, how they, what they do with their money. And then the way that they do things shouldn't impact my, the way I do things with my money, just because we're related, you know? Absolutely. So yeah, it's definitely a conversation that people should have, you know, if you've been in that situation where you had someone burn you with money in your own circle, and mm -hmm. you learn from that lesson, you know, try and just not do that again. Like Absolutely. I know people can get the best of us, right? When we're like in vulnerable moments, but mm -hmm. 
don't put yourself in that situation at all. I know. And it's like, like I mentioned, set your boundaries. Don't let people manipulate you because people would make you feel bad because you mm-hmm. refuse to lend out money. And I'm telling you, that happens so many times, especially with family members. It's like, oh, you know, you're the bad person. They try to, you know, um, kind of like single you out because of the fact that you won't do something knowing that the consequences will be much worse because not only are you going to position yourself to lose money, but now you're going to position yourself to lose a relationship with a family member over the fact that, you know, this person you just didn't want to lend the money, right? Help them yeah. find the other resources. Hey, I can, you know, help you build your credit so you can be, you know, you can have more options for you and things like that when it comes to lender. But I can do that, but I will not lend out money. Right. I'm going to help you with all the other resources that I have access to me, but lending out money is not one of those. It's not one of those. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super important. So why don't we close it out with this last topic, which is, do not tarnish your children's credit. I mean, I cannot, I mean, I can, I can, I lose count at the times of I hear situations where parents take out credit using their kid's social security number or things like that, using their kid's credit. And little do you know this, by the time that they're older and they want to utilize their credit, they have all this debt, all this, you know, I want to say BS on their credit, yes. nothing to do with them. And now you just set up that children behind because now they have to repair credit that they didn't even ruin in the first place. Right, right. Right. It's just a whole mess. So what are your thoughts on that twin? It's terrible. It's freaking terrible. And it happens in our community all the time. <laughs> I hear it all the time. Like, you know, I need to go lease or get some furniture at the local furniture store. And, you know, I have bad credit. So let me just put it under my teenager's name you know and it's it's a shame like you know back in the day it was the cell phones and the cell phones you know when you needed a contract to get cell phones it would be like oh i already ruined my credit with verizon let me use my (laughs) my kids credit credit. with sprint (laughs) (laughs) you know oh and it sucks and it's you know obviously it comes from you know i i think it obviously comes from poverty mindset too because someone that's in a good position of being stable financially is not going to do that to their child right Mm -hmm. so we see this a lot in our communities when it comes to you know being in a certain level of 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 wealth or not having wealth kind of thing absolutely like don't do that to your kids they're just getting started and a lot of parents may say well they're my children you know like they should be able to help me out if the event that i need to but i was like your children are not responsible for your own bad financial mistakes you know, like you could do whatever you want with your credit. You can, you know, like I said, it's, it's yours, but your, your children's are not your pawn. You understand what I'm trying to say? Like, yes. think about it. If it was the other way around, had your parents done that to you, it would have set you back. You understand? So what yeah. I, what I tell parents is this, fix your credit and put your children on your credit. So therefore, by the time that they're 18, they have good credit. See, I did this with yeah. my brother. I put my brother in my, in, as you know, I, I put him as an authorized user on one of my credit cards mm-hmm. at the age of 16. Nice. By the time he was 18 and he was able to, you know, run his report on his credit karma or um, using um, Experian, he saw that he already had 750 credit scores. What? What 18 year old has that type of 
you know, credit starting off, yeah. you know? So that's why I wanted to make sure that my brother didn't have to start from where we started. I wanted to give him that little push because now I know more, yeah. I know yeah. better, you know, so I can help him. I like, I help like how I help my mom. So do not tarnish. I mean, credit is not free money at the end of the day. Right. Okay. But credit is something that you can use to elevate your life in many ways. You need of credit course. for, you know, your car, your home, even for, for insurance sometimes, you know, like you, it's, it's a necessity. Like I feel right. like the United States runs on credit. Okay. It does. Absolutely does. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's like, look for ways that you can help and better your credit. Don't spend it on BS. Yeah. Um, you want to yeah. get the best phone plan. You're changing your phone plan every other day. Like I remember my parents used to do that. And it was so, it was so annoying. I feel like every single month <laughs> I had a new phone plan. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. That and the cable, right? <laughs> that and the cable always. And I'm like, this is the things that, you know, that, that poverty minded focuses on. Like when you're wealth, when you, when you're wealthy, you're thinking about investments, building credit so you can leverage that credit right. and elevate your wealth you understand but when you don't know any better you're stuck with this you know like first level of you know finance. worries first level worries yes yes that's what it is like and the new cell phone like a new cell phone every single day a new the new phone comes out i need to get mm -hmm. that new phone like oh, it drives me right insane. it drives me nuts too because i'm like <laughs> we got bigger problems it's so important like life does not revolve around a phone it doesn't yeah exactly yeah no listen this 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 is what it is parents so you know i know if you're in a tough financial situation work on your own stuff stop using your kids please don't do that don't set them up absolutely think about think about your children when they're older and now they they want to apply for student loans or they they want to be able to qualify for a mortgage and it's like because their credit was tarnished at such a young age they have all this baggage in their credit that it does not allow them to qualify for things. So now right. they have to repair that, eliminate that, remove that. It, it's just, it's just a headache, you know? Absolutely. So, man, this was a great time. This is good. <laughs> this all day from the experiences that we have in our communities, from, you know, people that we know our own personal experiences. So this is why yeah. we wanted to get on here really quickly and just share with you all, you know, just conversations that you want to have with your loved ones. And I hope that everybody that, you know, listens to this, you take a lot of value from it. And I hope it encourages you to want to have these conversations with your loved ones. Absolutely. People talk about money. Okay. Involve <laughs> money in your daily conversations. It is a <laughs> must. You got to do it. Don't forget to subscribe and stay tuned for our next episodes. Thank you, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye twin. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you found great value in the content shared. Make sure to tune in again every Wednesday and to also share our podcast link with anyone who can benefit from the information. Till next time, adios.